Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And today, we are taking a look at Virginia. Virginia was developed and released in September 2016. It was developed by Variable State, published by 505 Games, and you can currently pick it up on Steam. Um, You can pick it up on Mac, uh, PC or Mac, and it is about $15. Duncan, do you want to tell us a little bit about Virginia? Virginia is a single-player story game that is set in a small town with a secret. So you play as a character that is sort of brought into this this small town with a partner, and you're trying to kind of figure out who where this missing person is, and you uncover some things about yourself and the other character along the way that you work with. Um, but the sort of interesting thing about this one is, uh, it, the story is framed very, very differently where, uh, it is very cinematic feeling where they've got like the wide shot, um, characters do not speak. So it's all told through, um, certain words, but very minimal. Like it's not like subtitles. It's more just like, if you find a piece of paper, you can kind of read it and uh, facial expressions or imagery and things like that. So there's a lot left for you to sort of interpret and understand um, yourself. And it is about an hour and a Mm -hmm. half-ish. Yeah. (laughs) I really appreciate that you said that you are just a random person kind of brought in to help find this missing person and didn't hit on the fact that you're an FBI agent, which is the core of the entire story. Yeah, yeah, you're an FBI agent. And so is this uh, this partner who's got a uh, got a interesting mysterious uh, kind of uh, backstory there. So um, yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, um, I'll I'll just I'll just go ahead with my sort of spoiler free thoughts on it before we get into the, the yeah, real you can, story and thoughts on you it. You can check out some of the trailers on Steam, like the second like the or seven. third trailers, <laughs> like second or third trailer, because the first few are just look at these accolades. Um, but it gives you a really good feel, and if those trailers entice you, that's pretty much the whole game. So yeah. Um. So my spoiler-free f- thoughts on it here is that I think if you are someone who can interpret and interpret, eh, excuse me, <laughs> interpret a and enjoys interpreting a story that isn't as directly told to you, that is a little bit more like, hey, um, we're gonna tell this thing in a in a bizarre way, or like you know, it's just sort of different framing on things you've probably already heard or seen. You will probably really enjoy this. Um, if you're, if you're like, you know, if you like playing a game to have game, it's probably not really for you. Um, cause there's no game in this really. I mean, uh, you walk, you click to an area and then you see a thing and then you're in the next scene. So there's not a lot here, but I myself am kind of mixed on those in these sort of games. And that's kind of how I felt going forward with this is I, I think that there were a lot of things that worked for me and a lot of things. It was, it was a real head scratcher, a real thinker, I think, by the end. And when I kind of put some of the pieces together, I think I ended up enjoying it more than than I thought I did initially. I think the score is amazing. I think the graphics, while they're like, blocky polygonal characters and assets i think it they're animated in such a way that actually feels pretty lifelike in in a way and i think they capture a lot of aesthetics really well in the soundtrack carries a lot of it but the story overall kind of fell a little flat for me but i still think it was cool enough and they tried a lot so again i think go at your own risk watch some trailers um and know that's what you're kind of getting into alex what did you think about this yeah i i mean i think you and i landed in similar boats in terms of how we felt overall i think there's maybe going to be slightly different things that worked and didn't work for us um you know you had mentioned that if you know if you're the type of person who goes to a game for you know engaging gameplay or whatever that this this probably isn't it and you know frequently we play games that fall into that um I don't know, it's fallen into the kind of like walking simulator simulator terminology or whatever. And I, I often push back on those because I think it's really reductive. But this is definitely like 
maybe the most one of those that we've ever played because so much of the framing of the story and so much of the control is taken from you as a player because they want you to be engaging with these kind of, um, I don't know, very, yeah, they like not even necessarily vignettes. Like they just, they have a very distinct path that they want you to go because they're using a lot of, I I keep wanting to say filmographic, but I don't know if that's a word (laughs) or not. They use a lot of techniques that like you would see in, in movies, right? They use a lot of smash cuts. They usually use a lot of like, you know, hard turns, (laughs) hard turns, good old fashioned thoughts from player one original. Um, they they do a lot with the the framing of the scene, the way it's scored, the way things move around, such that you know there's not even outside of maybe one or two scenes, there's not even that much environmental storytelling that's really going on. It's a lot of just trying to propel you forward, um, and I think that works in varying degrees throughout the game. I think it's really cool when they try a lot of these different techniques, but I don't know that they all end up working for it. Um, I think the you know the story was okay. I think there's some some interesting stuff that we'll probably dive into a little bit more um, when we can talk more freely about it. But I think I I ended up walking away from it kind of happy that it existed. Happy that I kind of got to um, experience that experiment in in game storytelling, but feeling like maybe it wanted too badly to be a movie and didn't and I don't know it didn't really engage with the the parts of being a game that make games interesting right like and and again i i push back on that type of thing a lot because i think it's reductive to be like oh well games should do game things and movies should do movie things like i think there's a lot of overlap i think you can do a lot of cool things but i've never felt or i've never played a game that felt so much like it wanted to be a movie prior to this game Um, yeah this one has big movie energy that's yeah 100 percent true so so go into it with that again i think it was worth my time it was an hour and a half i think it was pretty interesting i think Certain parts of it worked really well. Like you said, the score is phenomenal. I think it's all performed by, I want to say, the Philadelphia Orchestra. I don't remember what it was. Um, but I think the, the scoring tends to work really well. I like games that engage in, like, hey, we're not going to use any direct dialogue. I like that type of narrative storytelling. Um, whether or not they pulled it off, maybe another story, though. Maybe another story. Maybe this story that we're going to tell you right now. This is the part where we talk about the story. Um, so if you want to play this game, come back later. Come back once you've played. Or if you don't really care, then sit down. Sit down and listen with us. Cross those legs. All right. going to give a pretty light overview here. Not going to be too detail-heavy so we can get into the more interesting discussion. In Virginia, you play as Ann Tarver, a fresh graduate from the FBI Academy, assigned to a missing persons case for a young boy named Lucas. You're assigned a partner, Maria, who has been with the FBI for longer than you, and you're also given an additional assignment to investigate Maria and look out for any wrongdoings, any illicit activity, anything like that that she might be involved in. Anne and Maria travel to the missing boy's home and investigate it, finding a a hidden dark room inside of his own room with pictures of it in a nearby cave inside. They travel to the cave and find it's kind of a popular hangout spot, and eventually they do discover some leftover LSD, which is taken in as evidence, but not before Anne steals a strip of it. They also see in here a, a red bird, which ends up becoming kind of a central figure throughout the game, though it's not initially implied what it really uh, represents. Their investigation continues and leads them to various places around Virginia, including a nearby observatory where they see Lucas's dad arguing with a mysterious woman who is not Lucas's mother. This causes them to break into the family's home and later discover that Lucas's dad was having an affair and Lucas had found out about it. While they take both of the parties of the affair into custody, nothing comes out of it and eventually Anna and Maria are forced to let them go. While all this is going on, Maria and Anne's relationship begins to change. Maria warms up to Anne, they grow friendly, spending time at the bar, spending time together outside on a roof, eventually spending the night together at Maria's place. In the morning, Anne discovers that this is actually Maria's mom's old house and sees that Maria is still carrying on the investigation her mom had started that got her kicked out of the FBI. It appears to be kind of an internal investigation into the FBI that includes stolen case files. Maria finds out that Anne is investigating her a little bit later on and storms off. Um, Eventually, Anne reconnects with Maria, finds her, and makes a big show of throwing away her investigation in favor of their relationship. Eventually... Anne and Maria are both arrested, presumably for causing issues around town, breaking and entering, and disregarding their general jobs as FBI members. While in jail, we get two very different endings to the game. First, we see Anne reach out to the guard and get released in exchange for the information she has about Maria. 
and then sees her future climbing the ladder of the FBI by continually working with the head to find evidence against her fellow employees and getting them fired. She sees herself at the end as the head of the FBI, passing the same task down to a new recruit while still holding on to an initial unsolved case file for Lucas. Anne does wake up from this dream, though, and instead, in her jail cell, talks briefly to Maria and then takes a strip of LSD, where she has uh, the drug-induced visions at the end of the game. These include seeing things like a UFO, they include finding a cult of powerful figures partially hidden um, from around town, apparently in some sort of a ritual surrounding a buffalo and a sacrifice. Um, she gets a glimpse into these figures' lives and issues they're having, and eventually is treated to visions of her father and the key to the box that he gave her on her deathbed. We do see Maria, or we do see Anne opening up this box, but we're never actually treated to what the contents are. Instead, we only see her putting the box with the contents inside of it into a furnace. Finally, the game does end as we see Anne and Maria driving out of Virginia, passing a nearby Lucas walking on the side of the road. All right, and that was the story. Uncross those legs. You're good. You can get up. You can get your apple slices, your cold glass of water, all that good stuff. Get healthy. Right now. Go get healthy. But you go get healthy while we talk about this game. Um, so after, now that we're past the spoiler territory, now that mm. we're fresh, how did you feel about the just the story overall? Like once it's been translated into a pure just word soup, how did you feel about it? <laughs> I, uh, I... I think the story was interesting. Um, it had a lot of you know cool supernatural vibes that I I enjoyed the like the tone of, and I do think there was a lot of like they played with imagery and symbolism in a way that I think there's probably more there if I spent some more time dissecting it than I think you get out of like your first playthrough without thinking about it too terribly much. Um, that being said, it felt kind of like. It felt pretty rote. Like, it, nothing about it shocked me too terribly much. Nothing about it felt groundbreaking, right? It, you know, they did a lot of cool storytelling things with the way that they presented it, but they didn't do much with the story that drew me in too terribly much. I, I kind of, I didn't feel a connection to the characters. I didn't feel like there was any, you know, the relationship between Anne and Maria felt like, okay, well, that's the way that it has to go. That's the way that it always goes in these types of, um, narratives and I, I don't know it, it didn't it, it wasn't bad but it didn't do anything for me really what about you you mentioned supernatural, am i missing something no you mentioned supernatural vibes but like the vibe mean i guess only just... <laughs> on the last 20 minutes i mean yeah well yes and no right like it had weird vibes throughout the whole thing right they were like uncomfortable dream sequences there was a lot to do with like you know visions of the color red really popping out you know that the bird that disappeared when she tried to grab like there was yeah. i think that actually might have been the last 20 minutes but I there was like there was a little bit of that throughout there was enough of that throughout that i kind of expected something like that by the end yeah i mean i think all of the the those vibes that you're getting in the first hour like you know the, her seeing weird things or dream sequences those to me are more like reflections of self or just like reflections of where she is or the situation she's in and i don't I, yeah. I usually take those as not supernatural but more like more like imagination of the character or something like that so yeah, i guess I, I, I got that's fair i got that hey small town missing kid weird right but i feel like they didn't uh do enough in that first hour to sell me that like maybe aliens though or maybe weird creepy cult um yeah and i don't think they wanted than... to do anything to sell you on that yeah but then why why include it in the end then? <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't so, it wanted to be twin peaks or the x-files i don't know man. yeah and, and that's that's kind of my that's kind of my issues i i feel like it really i think it really butted head uh, butted heads against itself where it wanted to tell this story about a character who um like had her own you know weird family issues or secrets or something like that and then you know got partnered with this person who also has some you know some 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 secrets behind the hood 
and they both kind of like worked against slash together because you know the main character was told to investigate maria and then they started growing closer and then you know their relationship sort of faltered when when she figured out the file on her and i think all that stuff just kind of happens in the first hour and the the it's discovering the missing kid is all left in the back which i'm fine with because you know if, if that's the story you want to tell that's fine we don't have to focus on the missing kid but then by the end of it it's really focused on all this like cult stuff and you only really mm -hmm. get an inkling of that all you really get is hey the priest dad is cheating and he meets at the observatory sometimes and so does this mayor character that's the mm -hmm. only two like big pieces of evidence that at least i remember um well from the mystery vibe to be fair the like cult stuff also happened during an lsd trip and we have no strong reason to believe any of it's real okay so if you're going under that logic then none of it matters anyways so what's the point <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, i mean that's yeah that's like it you know they introduce a lot of weird stuff at the end there with the, like oh maybe it was a cult thing maybe it was an alien thing maybe it's you know this or that but you know it's kind of all left up in the air and i think that I think you're right. Like, it has a lot of competing stories that it wants to focus on, and I think it's fine, and I think you can intertwine stories interestingly enough so that you can have multiple of these happening in the same space and have it be really interesting. I just don't think they do. Like, you don't get... It's not that you don't get a conclusion to the overall story. It's that you don't get a conclusion to any of the stories going on, right? Like, you yeah. maybe get a conclusion to what happened to the missing kid if you believe the like essentially like the second of the two endings right you maybe get a conclusion to what's going on with maria if you like sort of suss it out you kind of get a conclusion to like okay well what's going on with this family dynamic but you don't really get conclusions to any of them and you know I, i'm a big proponent for you don't need to like spell everything out for your player or your, or your your audience in any way shape or form you don't need to have a hard conclusion for a game but like none of these threads resolving in any concrete way just sort of left me floating in the middle going, well, okay, I don't really know what I was supposed to take out of this. Like, maybe there's a lot more there if I really dig deep, or maybe it's just a lot of, like, set pieces and set dressing that doesn't have a lot of substance behind it. I don't know, and I feel like from media that does this type of thing really well, I walk away from it going... There's a lot there. I just need to figure it out if I want to. Even if I don't, I feel like there's usually enough for me to grab onto and like dig in. And I didn't get the feeling that this one necessarily had depth if I were to dig in. Well, I think all the depth lies in the imagery, right? Like trying to figure out like why, you know, what was in the box or that, that her father had given her or, you know, whoever that was or like, yeah, you know, definitely uh, what's, father, the, what's sure. the red bird and stuff like that. And I think... A lot of that lies in the imagery, but even so, like, I think the problem with it, too, is, like, you know, I don't think it directly has to say to me and say, hey, it was for sure 100% aliens, like, definitely aliens. No. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that it has to spell out for me necessarily, but it has to, the, the overall story and idea has to wrap up in a way where I can take something from it like not necessarily like morally but as like an interest where i'm like oh that was really cool what they did with the missing kid because like here is why you don't really know and here's a cool reason why you don't actually know you know instead of just being well you don't know sorry you just don't mm. know there you know there's a specific reason why you don't know it makes it a little bit more interesting i think but I, I just I just can't be in support of of take a strip of LSD and see a million endings and then end the game. It just doesn't feel like you know what I mean? It just doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't satisfy me. Um so yeah, I mean look, I'm I'm here for you know, we made a cool, funky LSD trip. Here's a lot of stuff going on. Do you see all this cool symbolism and everything like that? That's fine, but like you're right at the end it just sort of ends and i don't think any part of the narrative was strong enough to let it just end so what did you think about the like pre that where you tell the guard like hey i've got the info 
let me out and I'll let you know. And then you kind of climb up the ladder and like backstab ever, not literally, but like figuratively, like you have to figure everything out about everyone. And I'm sure that's yeah, not you literal. essentially become like a mole for the the head of the FBI or or whatever. Yeah, right? then, like you become a snitch basically. And then you're petting the boss's head, and then <laughs> you um you have to uh yeah. Then you then you become the the main FBI agent. Um, what did you think of that whole thing? Like, I I liked that more. I thought you know, I, <laughs> big criticism. I think. I think it was good. I think it was an interesting like way to explore that path. I liked everything they did leading into it. I liked kind of feeling that growing sense of dread as she continues to just turn in more and more people um, and like very clearly understanding what's happening in contrast to the rest of the game. Um, I'm glad that it didn't end with that because I think it would have been a wholly unsatisfying ending. But I think as a kind of like hard look forward for the character you know she is just sitting there imagining what her life could be like if she decided to make this decision i think it's a really intriguing path to follow and then to contrast it with something else i think is also really cool um i think it you know unfortunately something like that does kind of work better with that contrast and i don't think the contrasting piece worked very well but i I was engaged for that whole time. I was, I, I think they did a really good job with showing that potential ending. Yeah. It felt very, um, like it felt very, uh, Dr. Horrible ending where it's like, you got everything, but then you went back down to the basement where you have all the memories of everything. And you're like, I got everything I wanted, but also I feel like total shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it worked really, I think that I kind of, I think I would have been satisfied if that was just the ending or like if that's what she imagined and then thought about it and then just like laid back down in the prison bed and just, you know, sort of cut from that. But um, I don't know. I think there's a lot to discuss with that ending. And I think part the the sort of canon I drew in my head, because that's sort of what helps me enjoy stories that I don't think I enjoyed as much to like, like, kind of create my my own like okay this is what i really interpreted as is you know she took the lsd strip saw the you know like infinity of possibilities and like you know the fact that she doesn't really know the truth and that's more important than anything else and decided nope i'm not going to do that uh i'm not going to you know turn her in on this and then somehow they both escape from prison and they are you know private eyes essentially trying to figure out the real <laughs> the real shtiz of what's going on in this small town and i think i'm okay with that but the game doesn't directly tell you any of that it just kind of gives you that imaginary you know i mean even if the ga- i think the game goes a step further than not directly telling you that like it invalidates that head canon a little bit right because it it shows these possibilities and then the last sequence we get is them literally driving out of town and then seeing the kid that they were supposed to be looking for on the side of the road yeah. like well it i think if you if you want to follow that out the game seems to imply that they just sort of leave everything behind them and and completely change their lives and and leave for good or that's at yeah. least that was my reading of the ending e- i suppose i think either that or that that ending meant like that that the missing kid really wasn't what was important about the town or like what was going on with it it was just sort of the what drove them towards mm-hmm. really what was going on and I, I don't even need to like like have it in my, my idea of like what actually happened to um have them solve anything about the town but that just an overall bigger truth was more important so I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, I think the game tries to hint at that idea that, like, you know, I, it tries to play with the idea that maybe, like, the real issue is the people in power, right? Because all of the people that we see in that, like, cult ending are people in power, right? It's like a mayoral candidate. It's the head of the FBI. It's, you know, the head of a congregation of a church, like, and they're all, you know, wearing masks surrounding this, like, you know, I, I don't even want to call it necessarily a dark secret for the town because you know, the head of the FBI is there, so it's probably not directly related to the town. I think it's trying to be symbolic of this idea that's larger than that, like you were you were pointing to. I just don't know that it... Like, I don't think that that 
ending works for me if that's what they try to do. Yeah. Oh, God, how dark and twisted it would be if they're if they just instead they just kind of hit the kid on the side of the road. Just <laughs> <laughs> sort of. And you looked over to her and she gave that like like shrug smile, like, well, well. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, boy. man. Yep, that would be <laughs> that'd be pretty awful. That'd be something. That'd be shocking. That would be quite shocking. Uh, um So yeah, go part ahead. of part of what I wanna I wanna see where you land on this, because I think part of the reason that none of these endings work for me, right, is I think there has to be kind of an an interweaving between these like strong character moments and these big story beats and the symbolism they're trying to lay down. Um and I I think I did not walk away from this story with a strong feeling of who any of the characters were, right? Like, they all had traits that defined them, like, you know, Anne being new FBI agent struggling with, you know, directives from above her, and, you know, maybe her interest as a friend or romantic partner in Maria, and Maria had daughter of FBI agent trying to, like, right the pat like, wrongs of our past and loose cannon cop, and that, like... That's their characters. Like, there's no depth to them whatsoever. It felt like they were trying to tell this intricate story with just character ideas as opposed to characters. Um, and, I, you know, part of that may be the lack of dialogue. Part of that may be that I, at least I did not find the, um, like, storytelling, the environmental storytelling impactful or informative that much outside of, again, the one scene where you're in... Uh, Maria's house everything else just kind of didn't inform anything for me personally I don't did did you get a strong sense of the characters at any point during the game no not really I mean they I guess I kind of just saw them as part of the set dressing for their motive of being like we want to be able to deliver you a mystery narrative without ever having people speak but they mm-hmm. also decided that this would also be about characters and their relationship, which just kind of like, because that was my initial pass was like, okay, these these characters, they're not a big deal. It's just kind of to show me something that's going on that's more interesting about the town. And then it started to delve into character stuff. And I think that I I started to switch my gears a little bit and be like, okay, wait, I need to pay more attention to these characters. But by that time... I could really only see the characteristics about them. And I think it would be, a, I don't know. I, I almost think it's kind of impossible to, to tell you more about them without either a give them, giving them some dialogue or B mm-hmm. like having more scenes with environmental storytelling. And I actually, now that I'm thinking about it and you had said it like, that scene when you're in her house just sort of makes a lot more sense about her and it makes you think about her a little bit more. But mm. most of the scenes are just like you're just in her car or you're in, excuse me, you're in someone else's house or or something along those lines. And you learn more about the family than you're investigating than either of the characters or like her apartment is I'm just moving in kind of style. Like you're the main characters is there's boxes everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's very basic furniture, so you don't really know a lot about them. But I guess I my question to counteract back to you is that uh, it, did did that matter to you too much? Like, what would what I, do I you think, think it that did. would have added? Like, I think it did because I didn't find the narrative on its own particularly engaging. I didn't find like I found the narrative to be you know prior to the last 20 minutes pretty predictable and then i found the last 20 minutes to be visually intriguing but not filled with a ton of substance and i think if you don't have that and you're you don't have like good character work then what really ended up happening is i was you know playing through this game and enjoying the way in which this information was presented and kind of the experiment that they were doing within that but really i ended up sort of just most of the feeling that i got from these scenes was not from these scenes it was from recalling other media that these scenes seem to be drawing from and remembering the feeling i had during those scenes right like you know in the the bar scene there's multiple different bar scenes where um and is you know either 
talking with Maria or she is, you know, sitting there looking at a box and talking to people, right? And all of those times, I didn't know what I was supposed to be drawing from those scenes, but I recognized the tone that I was supposed to be feeling based on other media that had similar types of scenes before. And I think it ended up distancing me from the story because it felt like a series of references. And that's not what it was necessarily, but that's like, I didn't feel like I could draw much from those scenes outside of like, how is this presented or how does the score working in this particular moment right now? Uh, and, And I think that did end up pushing, pushing me away. Whereas if I could at least kind of connect to the characters right like you can tell a familiar story with interesting characters and still have it be a good story by virtue of that and they they didn't do that either so i think any any part of that would have drawn me into the game significantly more which is not to say the game is like a failure at what it tried to do it's just to say that it it always kept me kind of at arm's length from being really invested in the story because of that Hmm. see i didn't have as big of a problem with not knowing either of the characters as much like it would have been it would have made the game better, that's for sure, but I don't think it would have... I, okay, here's... I think it would have enhanced the game, but I don't think it would have enhanced the story or what they were trying to do. Like, or, I know, just the story in general. Like, I don't think having knowing more about them would really help me out too much. I think it's more of a problem, for me at least, with the base of it. And also, I didn't... I don't... I don't know. I didn't... I've never watched Twin Peaks. Uh, like I've watched a couple episodes. You should episodes. watch Twin Peaks. I really yeah. should. I've watched a couple episodes and I was really into it, but um, I didn't watch a lot of the X-Files or anything like that. So I think that... It is also drawing on a lot of like, you know, kind of procedural cop drama type energy. Yeah. Things like that. That's too. true. And there's, there's a lot of reference points, they're, but I, you know. And they're, they're really... They're, they're assuming that you already understand those, you know, those archetypes, but... It's mm-hmm. interesting to think that, okay, well, you already get what we're going for here, so we don't need to spell it out for you. But then, at the same time, they're still not giving it to you. So that's kind of an interesting like study on how it doesn't matter if I if I just tell you that's what this kind of character is. Or do I have to show you exactly what mm-hmm. kind of character this is? And how does that impact the quality of the storytelling? For me, yeah. I don't and, know. And I want to yeah. be... Go ahead. Sorry. I want to be clear. It's not that I had trouble like figuring out what these oh, characters no. were. It's not that like you had said something to the effect of like didn't know these characters. It's not that I didn't know them. It's that I don't think there was anything to them past that trope. I see. Like I think yeah. they, they had the trope and then they were like, well, this is our character now. And I don't think that, it, you know, trope is even a strong word because I don't think these are necessarily tropey characters. They are more just like, you know, very common. Um, but, I, you know, I, I just wanted something to grab onto. And again, I think the game is not nearly as focused on that as it is on its storytelling methods, which I think is fine. But that's not what we're talking about right now. So I wanted to make sure I critiqued the part of it that didn't work for me before giving praise for the part of it that did work. Yeah, that's... That's fair. I think um, I think I was just way too focused on what was being told, which you know mm-hmm. wasn't my favorite thing. As I've already talked about, <laughs> that I didn't really even think about like you know the characters themselves. But uh, yeah, yeah. So speaking of how the uh, game plays and the framing of the game, uh, we received a question on Twitter. Thank you, thank you so much. If you would like to ask us a question. It's twitter.com slash at thoughts from P or at thoughts from P1. Um, we post when we're going to play a game and then you can uh, comment with any questions on it. So thank you again. Let us know if you want to be shouted out as well. I don't want to like shout out people's Twitter names if they don't want it out there. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, so this Twitter user said, did you appreciate the smash cuts in the game? I've heard some people mention that it can be somewhat jarring. So how did you feel about the smash cuts in this because oh for framing for someone who has never played this before um as you're traversing through the scenes uh the game either has like areas that trigger the like your character essentially in game space gets teleported to another scene um and it's just sort of a smash cut to the next area um very very movie like uh in Mm -hmm. in that way so in the game space how did it feel interesting um 
So I knew about the Smash Cuts going into the game. That was actually part of the reason that I was um, initially interested in it, as I had heard people talk about that. And it's not something that you typically see in games, right? If you're looking to emphasize a moment, Smash Cutting can be a really good way to do that. You know, just a hard transition from one scene to the other without, you know, usually showing it, you know, like a tonal imbalance or something like that. Um, you see games cut to black way more frequently, I feel like. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, like, there's a couple of scenes in the original Last of Us, which I know you haven't played, where it's, like, really intense, and then it cuts to black, and that's, like, a really powerful thing, but you don't normally get smash cuts, and I think part of the reason for that is, like, smash cuts only work so well based on you looking at and engaging with the thing that they want to be drawing contrast between, right? So, like, there's a lot of smash cuts in a car, um... But if you're not looking at the scenery, if you're looking around inside the car, they don't have any impact whatsoever, um, which typically was not too much of a problem. But it almost felt like they wanted to, like, they really wanted the smash cuts to be impactful, and they used them even when they weren't necessarily impactful. Uh, For instance, they do this two or three times where you're walking down, like, a set of stairs, and then it, like, smash cuts to you walking down a hallway, and then, like, smash cuts to you walking down a different hallway, um, but it like, you're basically teleporting like 15 feet, essentially. Like you go through the bottom of the stairs and then around a corner in the hall and it doesn't like, I don't understand necessarily what they're trying to do there. It gives it a kind of cinematic feel, but kind of misses the point of what those are typically used for. And I didn't feel like it, it enhanced my experience at all there. Um, again, the ones in the car, if you're engaging with them, I do think work really well, right? When they work, they work really well. I just think the game wanted to use them more than it necessarily needed to, and because they used them so much, it kind of detracted from the impact of those. Yeah, I mean the they did a they didn't do a great job introducing them because I think they got better as the game got as as it as as it went on in length. Um, but if you think about excuse me, if you think about some of the ways that they use those cuts like the one example you were talking about with the stairs in the hallway think about that in a real movie like would you want to watch a person ambulating down the stairs and then through a hallway but like every cut was them walking down a new set of stairs like i i just don't think that would be very good in a movie so it probably won't be good in a game either uh, but I, you know they wanted to show like hey this is some you know this is how we're going to frame it. This is what to expect. No, it's not a weird thing. But I, I don't think they really needed to do that. I think it was it was pretty clear, like, okay, this is what's um, happening throughout. So I think sometimes they cut when it was too early in things. Like, I was handed someone's file, and I didn't finish reading it. And I'm like, hey, I'd really like to read the rest of that. Um, or yeah, that's frustrating. when you discovered the dark room. I, I went immediately into the kid's room thinking, like, I had time to look around. But when you discover his dark room, it cuts off. And it's like, I don't know. There there were some times where it just didn't feel perfectly done in a space that is so allowed to be as linear as you want it to be that I think they could have done a little bit more of a better job with, but also it's, it's probably the first time I've really seen it in one of these walking simulators. And I think it is much appreciated in some of those spaces because I think sometimes with these games, uh, in these, in these, you know, I, again, I hate saying walking simulator, but I need a better yeah, phrase for it's a, it. Yeah, it's a bad term, but it's just what everybody knows these games as now. Yeah, sometimes they want characters to traverse longer spans of the world, but, you know, needs a, you know, a, a way to do it, and I think there are a couple different ways, but this, I think this one generally worked, worked okay, and sometimes it was a little jarring, but I think once you got used to it, I really didn't have a huge problem with it. So, um, yeah, I, I think the complaints I, on it, because I, I, again, I did also see some complaints that it's like, I think it's a yeah. little too, you know, I think it's not as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. Yeah, I think I think people were more off put by it. And again, I think that's because like those cuts feel weird and sometimes they can mess with the camera angle a little bit. So you can kind of get a little disoriented. Yeah. 
So I, I do understand that. Oh my god! But again, like the f- the 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 the. Okay, don't do this. I hate when games have to make me feel like I'm walking, so they move the camera up and down and left to right, but they don't do like oh, a yeah, light that's, bob. It, that's bad. It mm-hmm. hurts my eyes so much. Stop doing that. It looks nice. <laughs> it looks nice for a little bit, but that's it. And it starts to like really make me feel dizzy i i sound like an old like man complaining about something like that but it's really disorientating no, it's fair by the end of the game i was like anytime i had to go and change between one room and another yeah. i was like i just don't want the fucking animation where your head drops like eight feet to open the goddamn door handle yeah. and that you get the and it it bothered me so much Leave that um, to vr speaking of i think this game would be pretty would be nice in vr Hey, I don't ever want to smash cut in any VR game. Oh, you're right. You're immediately right. I'm so wrong. I'm so wrong. I take it all back. <laughs> um, no, I, I do just want to say on the, on the smash cuts thing, though. Like, I do think it's really interesting. Yeah. Like, I think it is a, a cool tool that we can see how maybe it could be used in this space. Um, and I'm sure other games have done it, but obviously not as drastically or continuously as this game did. Um, and I, I think I really like seeing when game developers try to take tools from other mediums and adapt them into like their games right i i like this i like you know god of war 2016 or whatever did the the long form camera shot where the whole camera's behind um characters back the entire game and it was all one like no cuts nothing like that i think stuff like that is really interesting i just i worry that sometimes and I, I, worry is the wrong word. Sometimes game developers take those things because they think they're cool and I think don't understand the power of the tool and don't understand why it is intrinsically useful, yeah. right? And I think that is part of what happened here in Virginia is like, hey, this is a really cool idea and it hasn't been used much in games, so you're kind of playing with it and figuring out what you could do with it and figuring out where it's weak and where it's strong. But I think a lot of the times it was used it just it didn't add anything to the scene and if it's used so much and not adding anything to the scene then when it's actually used for you know like it's more common purposes like showing a stark contrast or like jarring you kind of in how much things just changed or now that you're in a different place like i don't i don't think that becomes impactful because i get it three times when i'm walking downstairs or four times when i'm in a car ride or something like that yeah um i think it worked really well every time you were like looking at broad scenery and then suddenly weren't like that always worked really well for me whenever you got like a a wide angle shot of virginia and then you're like in front of a door immediately that sort of stuff was really good yeah like i i I really appreciate the ones where you're you know driving and then you can kind of you see how long the trip is out or into the location i kind of i love that stuff a lot too um so yeah why don't you Ask me something because I've asked you everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I, lo- I want to talk as long as we're talking about ways that things were framed and and kind of interesting things that this game did comparatively. I want to talk about how you felt the scoring for the seeds was. I th- I think we both know that we both liked it because we said that already. Um, but like, how much did that like in place of dialogue because that's essentially what it was. How much did that that score in the background draw you into scenes? Do you think it it made up for that lack of dialogue? Do you think it it kind of mm-hmm. set the tone better than if they had done some other things? Because I I don't feel like I know many other games where the score was such an integral part of the tone setting and the storytelling. Mm. It's good. It's good. It's probably my favorite part about this game. Is I think they did a good job of selecting music that felt like the scene or the moment or the tone it's all very i mean it, it is as we said at the top i think or maybe did we say this on the top maybe we were just talking about it i don't fucking it. remember anyways it is it is like a live like orchestra recording or something along those lines yes 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 we did say that and mm-hmm. it is it's just it's good music and i think we should put a little bit of it right here
I think they it was just really powerful and I have a hard time sort of dissecting music I feel like it's not really my my forte but I think that as it comes to <laughs> us forte it's a music term <laughs> <laughs> ha! Ha! <laughs> I do know comedy right, come on. just kidding, I don't know. <laughs> anyways um I think it drove things really well um I don't know I I, I really only have positive things to say about it I I can't I I don't know. Do, what do you do? You have anything else yeah, to say no. about it? I'm I I, no, I'm a I lost I, for words. I don't know why. I'm like I did I did really like it. It was um you know, operatic is the wrong word because it wasn't an opera. Um, it was dynamic. I, I don't think sim- it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't think symphonic either gets the point across. But it, it was right. Like you, I mean, they just heard it. It almost it it gave. You know what it felt like. It. <laughs> And this is going to be very much probably just you and me will get this feeling and maybe a handful of our listeners. But it really did. The, it made the game at times feel like what I initially wanted out of like those types of concerts where it's like uh, orchestral music plus an image. So like the near Automata concert that we yeah, went to. Yeah. Like it, if it was exactly that feeling where it's like, OK, I feel like there is a visual component to the music which is the baseline storytelling like when it worked really well i felt like the music was telling the story as much as if not more so than the actual game was um and i don't think that's a bad thing i think that that was like that drew me in a lot because it let me kind of step away from the previous issues i had because i felt like so much weight of that scene was being carried by the score was being carried by the performance um so whenever Whenever those like big swells happen, whenever like the you know crescendos to tense moments that would not otherwise have felt tense happened because of the score, I felt like that was phenomenally well done. Yeah, um, it reminds me of another. It kind of reminds me of how I felt with um, uh, shit, the clock, the 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 ship where you had you, to, to figure out everyone's deaths. You literally did this like. I know last episode no i know no we uh, were just talking, talking about generally. obra did yeah obra we were just Den. talking generally that wasn't on the last episode oh gotcha but anyways it's all it's all fucking all content to me baby yeah yeah <laughs> oh god if only i could record Our friendship is calls just this content um yeah it kind of <laughs> reminded me of something that i felt very strongly during obra din where it's like the like you got voices but you didn't get movement or as much action and there's something really nice about the the OST telling you a little bit more about what it felt like to be there in that moment or something along those lines mm-hmm. where we didn't need dialogue or we don't need mu- movement but the music can tell us enough and i think without it we would be probably a little bit more lost or uh, even if it was that lower quality i think that you know it wouldn't have made things feel as intense. I mean, the opening for this game, I feel like the opening for this game set my expectations a little too high. <laughs> like they kept it very, <laughs> yeah, like, honestly. And yeah. that's something I, 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 I kind of wanted to talk about too, is that like the trailers for this game, the, you know, the opening, the set dressing, all of the stuff on the outside is really, really like gorgeous. And they do and pretty, and they do a really good job I think they do a really good job at drawing people in. And I honestly think that's why it has such a mixed review on steam is I think it, it was able to draw a lot of people who wouldn't be interested in this kind of thing into the game thinking that, Hey, this is like a mystery game where all have to, you know, solve this, you know, missing kid and there's culty weird stuff happening. Um, Because I don't think it frames it in a way necessarily where something like that wouldn't happen um and not Mm -hmm. to say that's a deceiving like you should do your own research uh but like i think it's really interesting that they may or may not have been able to draw more people in with their dressing of it um yeah i i think that's fair and you're right like the the intro sets the bar very high and it is to some extent to the game's detriment because it it just it can't quite match up to that but and you know again like we were saying what led into that a lot of that is based on the score being just so powerful like there were multiple multiple scenes in this game where the entire quality of it rested on the musicality of that scene i think yeah um and the intro i think is not that i think the intro generally was pretty strong in a number of different ways um but 
but yeah, I think that's that's interesting to to look at whether or not the quality of the intro actually harmed the my perception of the game because it felt like such a you know not a letdown is the wrong word, but it couldn't keep up that energy at all. Yeah, yeah. I think if they would have had a little bit more mystery going on, a little bit more, I don't know. There's just too much for me. It was too much character, not enough mystery i guess or like i don't know there was but also not enough character yeah well see you needed that i i feel like i just didn't need to know <laughs> I, about the I, character. Needed, I wanted to know I more needed about that the world because the rest of it wasn't there huh? sorry i needed it because the rest yeah, of it wasn't there i, I would get... have been fine with a lack of character if i felt like everything else lived up to what i wanted yeah that's interesting because it's like you know tbs characters welcome on your end but like <laughs> i'm more fx like give me those give me those hot weird mysteries um, <laughs> I, I think I, I saying, think though. and again <laughs> I said that I, I said it before I think you can tell a really interesting story and that's really engaging I think you can tell a story that has like a really powerful idea or premise and that's really interesting but I think you know the other thing you can do is tell a you know pretty rote story that doesn't really like have you take something away but introduce really powerful character work in there and i think that still ends up being a really powerful overall story but in like if you don't have any of those three like this one kind of wanted to dip its toes into all three and i think ended up not getting anything out of it i think that's where you start to run into problems which is why i was focused on the character work because i think that they tried to do more of the other two and failed and they didn't try to do anything with the characters as much yeah Uh, and i think that you know how much you know whatever how much of the imagery or symbolism do you feel like you really got and how much of it did you have to read an article on later (laughs) or (laughs) just decide you weren't interested in it i mean so i think that's an interesting question, and I think the reality is, like, I, you know, I read articles afterwards, and I still don't think I get it, because I don't think that they're, like, you don't think that- I don't think the game makes a strong case for a lot of the imagery having concrete ideas behind it, right? Again, it plays a lot with the idea of this, like, you know, stark red color that is a number of places this throughout the game. Brilliant, right? It's brilliant. bird, it's in the envelope, it's in. This bright red light on your computer screen. Mm-hmm. That's a joke for literally just you and me. We can't make those in the podcast. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Stark red. Uh-huh. But yeah, so that 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 color, like you know, again, it's in that door. It's on the the. It is the color of the envelope that has the LSD. It's the color of the LSD strip you take. It's the color of the bird. Like it's a lot of places in this game, and they all kind of funnel towards a theme, right? And you've got a lot of different symbolism and imagery happening you've got like this box and this like you know recurring theme of things burning but it doesn't like you got a key you do have a a broken key that you would just never find out what's in the box that the key broke to open which that drives me insane but it's fine whatever (laughs) i don't think that's bad storytelling i it just bothers me personally no Um, i don't i don't well it depends on the frame if you can make if you can guess on what's in the box I think that it's good storytelling, but if you literally have no idea and or no interest in it, I think it's bad. I have interest in it. I just don't have any idea. Okay. Um, Yeah. I guess interest. I think it's only if you don't have, if you have no idea what could possibly be in it, I don't think it's good storytelling. (laughs) I mean, I think it's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but the, the point is like, I don't think the game makes a strong enough case for any of those to be the definitive answer, right? I think you can take things away from it. And I think, um, and, you know, I read an interview um, with the one of the primary developers of the game and they, you know, they made that argument. They're like, oh, there's no like, you know, the what we had in mind for a lot of these, like what this ending means and a lot of this imagery and stuff is like not as important as what individual people take from it like that whatever you take from it that should be canon yeah but what if i don't um, take anything i think anything that's good i think that's <laughs> you know what i mean that's the problem though like i don't really take anything from it like oh this maybe is grief or this maybe is you know living in the footsteps or like the shadows of you know your father maybe this is about corruption but like kind of i just think it was cool imagery that didn't amount to anything i think it was a bunch of cool disconnected ideas that they didn't find a way to give me enough that i actually felt i could connect them even in my own head. I think to have your, yeah, I think that even to have your own, like when people want to do those, like, well, you can get your own kind of take on it. I think it requires one of two things. I think it either requires that amount of the content to be like really, really good and 
offer you a couple ideas or it has to be like really well researched by someone and like thought about by someone and like played a couple times or it has to be Mm -hmm. connected to your own personal experiences that you can draw something out of it so maybe it's so obscure or ambiguous that it's like oh like i weirdly subconsciously connect that with an event in my life um and i think those are the main like three ways you can do it and i don't think they I think they wanted to do the one where they offered you a lot of different possibilities on what it could be. But I think what they thought were possibilities were just more questions. You know what I mean? Instead of answers, it was just more questions. Yeah, I think that's fine. Like, I, I, I agree. Um, and I think, like you, I kind of don't walk away from it with anything. But to some extent, like, I don't know how much that mattered to me. Like, I think it it sucks that I didn't walk away from it having this cool idea of maybe what everything meant. But I did, like, you know, I'm also kind of just a sucker for cool imagery like that. Like, it it was kind of cool the whole time. So, like, that's... And that's why I walk away from this game more like I'm the positive end of Mixed, even though I've been very critical this whole episode, is, like, I don't think a lot of what they did worked, but I think a lot of what they did was cool and fun. So, like, I didn't not enjoy my time with it like i walked away from it being like i wouldn't recommend this to anyone unless like i knew their tastes very very specifically but i didn't finish it and be like well i wish i wouldn't have played that like i I enjoyed my time with it i thought it was a cool experience but it felt more like a a cool audio visual experience than an actual like concrete story or like an engaging you know game or anything like that yeah don't get me wrong like the the scenes themselves were fun and like visually appealing to look at like the cult scene where they're all wearing the white mess and they have the buffalo in the center and it was it was good like it was it was relatively like kind of creepy and weird and the scene where you walk down a cave for 15 minutes wasn't great but you know that's okay I'll, 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 I'll... it's like one minute okay it felt so long Maybe it's because it was all one playthrough for me, but it felt, it felt like, uh, I mean, it was one playthrough for me too. It I, felt like I levels of sl- Aerith walking a child for, <laughs> for way too long. <laughs> anyways, um, so I yeah. So anyways, I, I th- in in a vacuum, all the scenes are yeah. Good. In a vacuum, I think, unless you have much more to say on it, I think I've I've pretty much drained my feelings. I on this. I wanna I. I do want to, again, just give props to the game for all that it tried to do. Um, I think it's very easy to look at these different storytelling ideas to look at, oh, well, let's have no dialogue and very little, like, written text throughout the game. Let's have, you know, these, like, play with these cinema, let's play with these filmmaking style (laughs) ideas, um, cinematography cinematographical <laughs> i i don't know i don't know let's play with these ideas you know the like these smash cuts these per, like particular ways to frame these scenes let's play with this imagery and everything like that i think it's really easy to to shy away from a lot of that because it's not done as much in games i think it's easy to shy away from it because it's difficult to do well um and i'm i'm i think the game is better for having tried those things. I think the gaming industry is better for more people attempting things like that. So I do want to give props. Like I have no ill will towards this game. I don't wish it did anything different. I maybe I wish it did things a little better, but nothing different. Um, so, but I want to make sure because I did spend most of this episode talking about the ways that things didn't work. When the reality is I'm very happy that this game shot for those things. I think it is, a really engaging first project. And I will be really interested to see what this team does in the future, because if they can kind of learn from their mistakes here, I think they could craft a really, really engaging game with a a really engaging narrative. Damn. Alex, uh, Alex out there given Bush era participation awards, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I feel the same way. It's not a participation award. I'm just kidding. It was the only funny thing I could think of saying. I actually agree with you. Moe era gets a participation award. This one gets a full-on actual award. I I, I actually, you know, I feel the same way. Even though my feelings weren't on it were quite mixed, I think that as a sort of experiment or like, hey, let's try this thing and you can try it because, you know, 
support people doing more interesting things with games is like that's top tier good stuff i'm not gonna like knock on that ever it's just not fair to say like no it was perfect you know <laughs> you did great uh it, but like you know yeah so i i, I think overall criticize because it's important yeah. you know? and that's why at the top i'm like overall i think i landed positive on the way that it did things differently but sort of make makes negative on the story overall um and the experience mm-hmm. so yeah good good extra thing to say alex very nice very nice very beautiful. thank you well that's the end of our episode i think yes i, I, I agree. agree okay well you can check us out at thoughts from p1 is our twitter our email is thoughts from player one all spelt out in english words at gmail.com no numbers no numbers in that one um and we have a facebook that we don't post to anymore and well we've posted to it um we also have a a a discord channel that will just soon real quick just gonna really pop up for us here uh so you know feel free (laughs) to join that and help us peter pop off lift that one right away um what Help us Peter Popoffle. It's like a movie. I don't know. Peter Pop. Peter Popoff. No, that's a tele. That's a. That's a. Is going on right a, now. <laughs> that's a tele evangelist. Fuck, I can't say that one. Tele televangelist. Right. That's how you say that. Televangelist. Televangelist. Peter Popoff is a televangelist. We're, this is a bad episode for us sounding anything other than really yeah, dumb. Yeah, it's not good. Um, we can cut all that off. So, um, <laughs> or at least a four-minute episode where we don't sound yeah. stupid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, email us, tweet at us. You can, you can leave us reviews. Review. Yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> iTunes or your podcast listening device of choice. Uh-huh. Um, they do help out. If you leave us a review, we will appreciate it. We'll read it on air if you let us know you left us a review. You know? Yeah, it helps us out a lot. It's a beautiful way to show us that you care. Um, anyways, do you have any investigation or conspiracy greeting cards or cult credit cards or? You LSD know, greeting cards? I was looking for Virginia-based greeting cards. I will say I did not find one that wasn't just a map of Virginia. What I did find was a 25-question quiz about Virginia okay. and the state of Virginia. Would you like to take a 25-question quiz, Duncan? Oh, I'm only going to be embarrassed, but let's go. We'll do. It's broken up into a bunch of different... Wow, it's broken up into a lot of different things. Now, okay, let's just take the full Virginia quiz. How about I offer quiz. you, when I search LSD greeting card, this office greeting card that just says mm. that it's Dwight and he says, Happy birthday. False. It's the anniversary of your birthday. You are only born once. I don't think he said that one. I don't think he did either. <laughs> that, that one sucks. <laughs> sucks real bad. So go ahead with this quiz. Here's a question that I think you're definitely going to get because it's obvious knowledge. How many presidents' wives were born in Virginia? Good question. Good question as <laughs> always. God, I want to take these like these 15 questions to a, a middle school history teacher and just fucking grill them. Make There's them no way bad. any – I don't think – Maybe, maybe there's one of these that a middle school teacher would get right. That's it. The rest <laughs> okay. of these are the most bizarre bullshit. Can you give me a range? Well, it's okay. one to ten. One to ten. One to ten. All right. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thought you were gonna say like one to fifty-five, and I'd be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I will also accept if you instead know the answer to how many presidents were born in Virginia. But I'm more interested <laughs> in if you know how many of their wives were born in Virginia. I'm gonna guess Virginia ladies work. I'm gonna guess seven. Seven. Final answer? Yeah. Okay, that is incorrect, but... Damn it! You were only off by one. It's six. It's six. You were also only off by one if you were instead guessing the presidents, because it's eight presidents that were born in Virginia. We're learning a lot here today, folks, and I think that's really the important thing, is that we learn something. Well, if you're a woman in... Or if you are a... (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be with the president and you're in Virginia, you got to... You got a decent chance. Yeah, I mean, six out of however many presidents we've had. Like 50, 
Six? That's not how statistics work. That can't be how statistics work. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Your odds, if you're a person in Virginia who wants to end up with the president of the United States, your odds are not like 6 and 50. There's only been 45 presidents? Yeah, I think that's right. Jesus, that's crazy. Um, So, you know, if, well, hold on. If 8 out of every 45 presidents have wives from Six. Virginia, we can get a percentage out of that, right? No. Yeah. How can we get a percentage That's out of that? That's a 17% chance that of so far, so far, 17% of all president wives are Virginian. Well, okay. How are you getting 17%? I feel like your I math is wrong here. I divided by 8 by 45. Well, 8's the number of presidents that were born in Virginia. Oh, oh sorry. 6 by 45. 6. There sorry, you go. Sorry, sorry. So that would be, whoops, 13%. So you have a 13% chance if you're... Virginia. You're saying if Wait. you are a person who lives in Virginia and you want to marry a future president of the United States, you have a 13% chance of doing so. Okay. Well, how many people are in Virginia? <laughs> well... <laughs> no, Okay. Well, I think our new ending is just us trying to do any math problem at all. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. Out of all the states, out of all the possible states that wives could be from of presidents, there's a 13% chance they're Virginian. How does that sound? I mean, that... That one works. That one might work. That one might technically work. I think so. I got to do some quick math here in the brain, but I think that one technically works. I think <laughs> you did it. You found a way to justify it. I'm more interested in what your odds are as a person who lives in Virginia wanting to marry a president. But Now, we can figure that one out. We can't. We just need to know the population of Virginia okay. versus the population of the rest of the U.S. Subtract the people that are, you know. So there's too old to marry a president or already married no, or anything no, like that. No, 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 I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> okay. Actually, I kind of love this stuff. I'd love to just spend an afternoon trying to figure out statistics with you. Oh, I wish I had taken even one statistics course ever in my life. I'd love to just be one of those guys on Twitch that's, or people on Twitch that's like, they're like just pounding numbers into spreadsheets like insanely fast and just like figuring mm. out weird random statistics. Wow. I would not love to be one of those guys. Why not? I don't know. Maybe I'm just bad at math. Anyway, do we have a greeting card that we can end this fucking You always get the greeting card. I'm stalling for you. I I mean, I'll do this one. This one's garbage, but at least it has the word Virginia. (laughs) Go for it. All right, Alex. Hit us with that greeting card. All right. Here we go. From Virginia, wishing you a lovely podcast podcast is in the air wishing you joy wishing you love wishing you happiness and a lovely podcast too that's a fun christmas card i just replaced the word christmas with podcast i've got one when the fbi finds that birthday email i sent to you i will forward it to your address would i lie to you happy birthday wow that's that's so good that's good right that's good happy birthday fbi yay